The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert built portfolios of low cost exchange traded funds. You know, I love those exchange traded funds. There's automated investing technology. And as part of that automated rebalancing, many of you have been asking about rebalancing and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own with Betterment. Easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Tuesday, November 15th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. And I am feeling very comfortable saying this. I can guarantee that if you go onto our website, there will be something of interest for you on that website. Even if you go back um, every couple of days, there's always something new. There's something exciting. There's something fresh. It can be a new show. It could be a video of my TV hit. It could be a beautiful new way to approach your money with 10 bold steps to turn chaos into opportunity, aka you can pre-order my book called The Great Money Reset. Oh, and Mark, I have a whole new idea about our um, mantra for 2023, which I've now changed in my mind. I haven't announced it yet, but it's going to change in 2023 after my Annie Duke interview. Because if you did not listen to our weekend interview with Annie Duke, um, I am now downgrading grit as a concept for the program. My mantra for 2023 is going to be something that's unexpected for you, Mark, but it's going to be expected for everyone else who's listening. You're ready for it? I hope you are. Okay. Let's do some emails. Um, this is from, oh, if you have a financial question, you can just go to our website, jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. Like we got to do some emails because people are writing a lot and some of them are shy. They don't want to come on the air. This is from Kate who says, I've been listening nonstop to your podcast and I really appreciate all the great advice you provide. Because of financial support we've provided over the years to extended family we were deep in debt for much of our marriage up until three years ago when we paid off everything except our mortgage. I just, I have to take a breath there 
I think that this is a very common affliction for families that you just spend so much money on everyone else and you do so at your own expense. And I just want to caution us all to not fall into that trap, even though it's so easy to do. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just silly. Maybe people are just going to do it. They're going to take care of their own, but at least try to put some guardrails up. That would be my hope for everybody. In Kate's case, they have a house that's worth 625 grand. They've got a mortgage balance of $263,000. She goes on to write, having been in debt so many years, we saved very little for our children's tuition until recently when we began to prioritize our savings to cash flow the first two and a half years for one child and we'll save the last one and a half years by next summer. Wow, it's impressive. Now, simultaneously, we are saving to cash flow four years of tuition for our second child who heads to college next fall. That's a lot. We've done very little to update our home in the 20 years that we've lived in it. We want to do some home renovations within the next couple of years. We will also need to replace our car soon. Given our history with debt, we really want to accomplish these things without incurring debt. Here's our household income, 280 grand. They save 15% in traditional 401ks. Uh, They've just started splitting their contributions between traditional and Roth. They've got 440 grand saved. We have an emergency fund of 30,000, a discretionary fund of about 20,000. This is amazing considering they were in debt for all these years. Um, They want to know how do they prioritize their expenses without going into debt. Husband's 50, she's 52. She would like to retire in the next eight years or so when she turns 60. She wants to know if I think that's realistic, giving their immediate financial picture. Well, okay, Kate, here's the thing. Given the choices that you've made, I think that we need to think what can give. So here's how I see it. Could you retire when you turn 60? I don't know. Maybe you could, but it might mean that you can't pay for all of your kids' college. And it might mean that you can't update your home. But if you want to do everything you want to do, I bet you can't retire when you're 60. I bet you're going to have to actually wait a little bit longer. And I bet that it's going to mean that you have to keep working to make sure you don't dip into the money that you've saved until you actually have to. And it might mean you have to work until your full retirement age. But I think that if you decided that you really want to prioritize the kids, that means you're putting the kids first before your own retirement. And that means you're probably not going to be able to retire when you're 60. I don't know how much you spend every year with your combined household income of 280 grand, but I'll tell you what, my guess is it's a good number. And so if you want to do the kids, maybe you're going to have to put a couple of other things in the back burner. And if you want to update your home, then maybe you're going to have to work a little longer. But maybe you should just sell the house, take the equity, and start over someplace. This is one of those cases where I'd love to speak to them on the phone. But given what you've said your priorities are, I don't think 60 is going to happen. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I don't know. Like you, I was wondering how much they spend. Like, are there any pensions in the picture? You know, some more information that we obviously need. I'm thinking that something's going to have to give. What do you think? Yeah, well, if they want to cash flow college for two kids, they're sacrificing their own retirement to do that. So, but like you said, considering where they were and where they are now, they're they're in good shape and they're on track. Yeah, I think that that's the good news, right? That really is. Uh, okay, here is Betsy, who um, is celebrating seventy in Minnesota, and she says she's going to celebrate her birthday at the end of this month. 
and she looks forward to moving from Social Security spousal benefits to my own Social Security. So she's going to be 70, husband 74. They have pensions with 100% survivor benefits. The net amount is about 3500 bucks for her and 1850 for him. She also has a small net pen- state pension, another 93 a month. It's unbelievable. Social Security... She'll get $2,700, spouse $1,200, and monthly expenses are $5,500. In other words, there is no problem in this family. Let's just say that. Their income will more than cover their expenses. They've got a home that is um, valued at about $350,000 with only like $36,000 left on the mortgage. There's a car lease, assets, a bunch of different assets. Let's see what they are. These are American funds, right? bunch of American funds, fine. bunch of uh, 529 accounts for grandkids, fine. Um, a silly IRA annuity, which you probably didn't need, but you have it. Okay. Let's get down to the question here. Uh, we have our estate planning documents completed and here we go. We've worked with a CFP for about 10 years. It's fee-based, $600 per year for 2023. That's cheap, but the fees going up to seven fifty nine hundred and then nine hundred. Contact him at any time to ask questions. Well, I think it's a reasonable cost for his services. Have we outgrown the need to have a CFP? Your thoughts? After I sent a recent email to the CFP, he suggested moving our American funds to Vanguard. Does this provide the CFP with another commission? There is no, there's no commission at Vanguard. So here's what I think. Uh, I think that it sounds to me like you're in fine financial shape. If you need some financial help, you could go to Vanguard yourself and just use Vanguard Personal Service Advisor. It's a $50,000 minimum. But, you know, it's just a question of whether you want a little extra help. I don't think you need a lot of financial planning at this point. She goes on to say she's going to save an extra $2,000 of Social Security for the first year and then seeing where they are with any remaining debt, maybe travel more. I've listened to you and Mark for over a year, maybe two, and I've come to value your ideas and suggestions. I believe we are blessed financially. You are, so that's absolutely true. And I know just enough about investing to be dangerous. I am the money nerd in our household. Betsy, you know what? Here's the thing. You probably don't need this CFP. If you want to keep them, even with the increased fee, it's not that much. And so if you like this person, keep them. But if you feel like you can do it your own on your own, that's fine too. This is really about a personal preference more than anything else. I would not let that fee scare me off. All right. This is from Richard. Can I retire? I'm 64 years old. I am still employed full time. Probably will look till I'm to work until I'm 68. I'm married. My wife does not work. She's 56 years old. House is paid off. I have a million and a half dollars in my IRA account. 120,000 in my Roth IRA, 25,000 in my HSA, and I'm currently contributing $20,000 a year to my company 401k, about $80,000 in this account. My question is, I like where I live. Okay. So, um let's find out. What's the retirement budget? It's 90 grand a year. 90 grand a year. He's got a million and a half in his IRA. What do you figure the social security will be? Let's think that he gets social security, but he's got a younger wife. This seems a little close to me. So the property tax is not that expensive. There's no kids, excellent health. He makes 150 grand a year. So I don't know, like it's good and the house is paid off. The taxes are not, what's the maintenance of this house? Um, He's also going to get a little bit of money 
from an annuity payment. But I think he can stay in LA. I just think he might have to work an extra year or two. Okay. So again, gang, for every million bucks that you have saved, you have to think about that you have about 30 or 35 grand that can come from that. So, you know, if he thinks, if he could get to 2 million, then you'd have about 60 grand plus your um, social security and your monthly annuity payment. You might make it. A million and a half is short of two, as we now know, by about a half a million dollars. I don't know, like maybe if markets bounce back, maybe if you keep working, maybe four more years, but it's close. And I don't think it's about living where you live. It's more about how much money you spend. And so if you could pull your your spending back a little bit and say like, well, let's run the numbers at 75 grand versus 90, that might be different. Or if your wife worked. But because she's younger, so she's not going to get Social Security for a while, and because she doesn't work, it's all on you, dude. I think it's close. And by the way, he has uh, his estate planning. I like that people are proactively answering that question before they even like ask their question. I love that. I think he's close. I think he's a little bit on the bubble. I'm wimpy. I probably wouldn't count on 68. I'd probably count on 70. Or I would pull back on my spending or admit force my spouse to go work. Wouldn't that go over well, Mark? This person never worked before. <laughs> no. Okay. This is Rick. Greetings, Jill and Mark. This is an idea I would like you to ponder. Are you ready to ponder? It's something that I have had to work through and believe others have as well. So here it goes. And I hope I can articulate to give it justice. We have all taken the risk profile test, including the greatest question ever. What percentage would you be okay to lose and be able to stay with the plan? My quick mouse brain screams 20%. That seems like a very safe number. Now I start to analyze my personal situation. Retired for a few years, $1.3 million in savings, and I just lost over a quarter of a million dollars. I think that just seems much more real than a random percentage. Again, maybe it's just me, but the next time you are discussing this with listeners and they are struggling with this, try the dollar amount, not a percentage. Thanks for all you do to help us mouse brains. Rick, Rick, you're not a mouse brain. You know, my dad used to have this, um, used to say, it's the line in the sand number. It doesn't matter the percentage. It doesn't even matter what you think you could have done last time around. If you say to somebody, what's the line in the sand number that you think is going to freak you out? Sometimes it's a big round number, right? It might be for Rick, it might be like, oh, I went from 1.3 to 9.99. And that might mean something to you. I always think that the risk assessment is baloney anyway, because we talk about it. But the reality is, until you go through it, you don't know. And sometimes that risk assessment, you lie to yourself. Of course, you know, abstractly, 20%, I could stick with it because I know it's coming back or right now it hasn't happened. But when it does happen, it's scary. And you know how you know it's scary? Mark, how many emails have we gotten from people who are scared in the last year? Oh, even in the last six weeks or so, that's probably the most common topic that we're getting right now. Right. I'm freaked out. And of course, it'll probably happen the moment that markets turn. But I'm not saying they're turning. I'm just saying that you never know. I wrote an article on the website over the weekend called, Is the Tech Route Over? And at the middle of the article, I write, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. But what I know is when you think that you just can't take anymore or you think you know better, then you think you better like reassess in general and think through what you can really manage. Okay. All right. This is from Kimberly. Hello, Jill and Mark. I hope you are both well. 
I'm writing to update you on my situation and how we implemented your advice from the spring. I've called you several times. I thought you might like to hear this. Huh, isn't that nice? I like the update. She writes, we did set aside the proceeds of our home sale and haven't touched those proceeds. They have not bought another home yet for a variety of reasons, but when we do, we will have a nice down payment set aside, hopefully $300,000. We also followed Mark's advice. This is Mark's advice, not mine. And we have saved $45,000 so far this year for retirement, and we should hit 50 grand by the end of the year. Every time I felt like this wasn't possible, I just heard Mark's encouraging voice in my head saying that number and planned it out step by step. I also have money set aside to make our IRA contributions at the beginning of the year and our separate emergency fund is still intact. Thank you for your advice. It is very appreciated. Have a happy Thanksgiving, Kimberly. Mark, Mark. Mark, Mark. Yes. I mean, that's so good. You see, Mark, you make a difference. I love those emails. God darn it. It's amazing. It's it's absolutely amazing. And you know what else? I, I mean, what's funny about that is that when you read through the other aspect of it that makes sense to me is that step-by-step step, gang, you don't have to do it all at once. I really do believe when we're talking about a lot of the aspects of your financial life, that a lot of it is just one small step at a time. And if you can do that, sometimes it will pay off big, big benefits. That's all you need to do. You don't have to do it all at once. It's okay. We're here for you though. Anytime along your journey, if you need help, give us a holler. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, send us your notes, let us know what's going on, update us. While you're on the website, please do pre-order the new book. It's called The Great Money Reset. And it really is about you. It is about how you guys encouraged me to write this book. You see, I heard your voices in my head. You kept asking me for some advice and I translated that into a book. It's the Great Money Reset. You can pre-order it now on the website. You can also sign up for the free weekly newsletter also on the website. All right. That is the program. Do something nice for someone else today. And if that means leaving us a rating and review on Apple, we sure would appreciate it. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.